Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so glad that you have joined me today. Come on in and have a seat. We must live by what we believe, not by what we see. Romans 1.17 reads as follows, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You know, life changes when you become a Christian. It's amazing. Everything changes. You know, we were all born into the world and, and lived through the world system growing up and experiencing life uh, on everybody's terms, right? But it's interesting, when you become a Christian, you have exchanged owners from Lucifer to Christ. And we read out of a different book called the Bible, and we live out the words that Christ has stated. And when you become a Christian, you know, everything is new. Uh, you will even see things clearer in the physical realm, and God many times opens your eyes up in the spiritual atmosphere. You know, I have seen angels and demons. I've been into heaven and also into hell. It's a place that none of us have to go. And that is a very good reason to become a Christian, along with all the blessings that God does give us on a daily basis. And we begin to learn life all over again. Everything is new. And uh, we, we learn right from wrong. We learn what to say no to and what to say yes to. We learn on how what it what it means to persevere and not quit. Uh, we learn about endurance. We learn about God has stated facts, promises, and we learn that if we live according to uh, how He has mandated us, we will receive the promises in due time. And one of the things we learn is that we read God's word uh, and then we obey it. You know, for years I read God's Word, and I was not, um, you know, the things that I enjoyed, I, I stick, stuck with, you know, the book of Proverbs, etc. But the hard words, um, I, I, stay, I stayed away from, I steered away from them because I didn't really care, and I didn't know that God really meant what He said. You know, you just, you just go back into the Garden of Eden in, in the book of Genesis, and you see where Eve was examined by the Lucifer when he came to tempt her to see if he could overthrow her placement in Christ. And he said, did God really say? And she doubted it, and she went ahead and sinned, and it cost her her life. It cost her her place within God's paradise uh, with her husband Adam. And, you know, it's like that when I would, would read the Bible as a Christian. You know, did God really mean that? I mean, did he really mean that if I continue in sin, I wouldn't enter into his heaven? You know, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 forward. It's really, it's pretty serious stuff. Or did God really mean that if I would obey him, I would eat the fat of the land? You know, we, we as Christians learn as we read the Bible that God is both good. He's great. There is no cons in God. And we also learn that he's severe. And to take away that full person of God will leave a person destitute of inheritance in heaven. And so when we read the Word of God, make sure that you realize everything He says is absolutely true. And I've seen truth with my very own eyes. 
So we learn to read the Word of God, we learn to obey the Word of God, and then we see the results. You know, if I had a desire to be uh, to be of great shape, you know, to be firm, to have muscles, to actually see something in the mirror called a bicep, you know, we would have to go to the gym. And so it is something that I would have to do in order to see that result. And so, you know, I can't hope I have a bicep muscle. I can't desire a bicep muscle and not put forth the effort to get that bicep muscle. It's just like God, to know God, we have to read his person. His person has been written on paper called the Bible. And we know him because he's spirit. He's with us all the time. And God says, those who worship me, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, must worship me in spirits, knowing that God is spirit. And meaning his, his, his form, we've seen his form, we've seen his eyes, we've seen his face. We have seen his shape. And we also know that his person has been recorded for us in the word of God. And we read it on a daily basis and we do what he says. And the exciting thing about God and in life as a Christian is that he actually gives you what you deserve. And it's wonderful because it's a win-win situation. You can't lose in Christ. It's like taking a vacation. You know, you make your reservations. I'm going to go to London this year. I want to drink tea and I want to walk around to all the beautiful historic sites in England. And you, you make those reservations. You pack your bags. You get everything lined up according to what you want to take to, to London. You know, the weather is, is very different over there. God has positioned that nation in such a unique fashion. They have different weather than, than, uh, Florida, because I, I live in Florida in the United States at this time. But in London, it's very different. It's rainy and it's drizzly and it's overcast and people are running around the streets. Beautiful shops. I've been there. I just love London. Beautiful clothing shops and, and amazing ca- uh, cafes and uh, beautiful treats and, and, and lattes and espressos and cappuccinos. It is, it's, it's amazing and amazing. Different restaurants, very uh, unique. Uh, for that nation. So, you know, I know to take a jacket, I know to take certain clothing to wear to be appropriate within London, right? So I've made my reservations, my desire made my reservations. I've packed my bags and now I get on a plane. And on the plane, you know, I'm going to stay on that plane and I'm going to get to London and go through those beautiful shops and cafes and restaurants, etc. And look at the uh, amazing historic uh, landmarks that are still here for us to view and to learn by uh, history. History is very important. It tells us what people did to make it or what people did to lose, right? So that it clears our path a little bit brighter along with reading the Word of God, doesn't it? So it's just like with the Lord, you know, the Lord says, if you were willing and obedient, you will eat the fat of the land, meaning he's going to take you into the promised land. You are going to be a person of inheritance. He's going to put desires in you, you know, and one day you'll be married. One day you'll be a business owner or government leader or minister or a mother of uh, six children. Who knows what the desires that God has put in your heart? You know, but he's going to bring them to birth. But you have to stay on the plane to get to your desired result. It's like if I was in the plane and I was going to London and I said, oh, no, 
you know, I don't want to go to London. I've changed my mind. I think I want to go to Barbados. You know, this plane is going in the wrong direction and the clothes that I have packed, they're not going to be fit for Barbados because on Barbados, there's a beach. You know, I'm going to want to go scuba diving. I'm going to go body surfing. Um, this just isn't going to work, you know, and I start screaming, let me off the plane, let me off the plane. I mean, that's, that's nuts. So the very first thing that you need to have to, to, to gain in life is you need to have a clear focus. What is it that you want from Christ? And what is it that Christ wants from you? Because when we come to Christ, he has, he is the creator of existence. He has created all these nations and people and their dialect and their hair color and their eye color. When you look in the mirror, you are his creation. You are his masterpiece. Not one of us are self-made. Nobody brought themselves onto the earth. Nobody, nobody put our eyes in our head except for Christ. Nobody gave us the skin complexion that we have except for Christ. And he has a unique plan and a unique birthing process that he's going to bloom into the world that he's created specifically for you to, to be. You know, just like a flower, when you see it, it's closed at first and then it begins to open and it gives us beauty. It gives us something to smell and, and we know that our perfumes are made from crushed flowers, you know? But we're not crushed forever. We do rise after we've been crushed to give off that fragrance of Christ that sweet aroma. So whatever you're hoping for in Christ, it's best to write down that goal and stick with it. Stick with it. Maybe you've got off course for years, or maybe there was a tragedy in your life, an accident that you weren't expecting, a disappointments, discouragements, you know, that, that were not your fault, or maybe they were. It doesn't matter. You're still here to birth and to bloom that wonderful creation that God has put within you to bring to this earth. Because without you, bringing to birth your assignment, your beauty, the earth will not be complete. So get up and don't give up. And you you know, when, when we're on an airplane and I'm heading to London, let's say, I never am concerned about the airplane pilot making it to London. You know, I don't go up there every 15 minutes and, and look in the cockpit and say, are you on, are you on course? Are you really going to make it to London? Or have you veered off to New York? I know. I'm all concerned. You're going to Spain. We don't do that. We sit in our seats and we get out our, our, our books to read or we're on our internet or whatever we choose to be entertained by during that flight. Or maybe you just put on your blinders and just chill out. Whatever your, your choice is. We don't constantly go up to the, Go up to the guy flying the plane and cringe, you know, just wringing our hands. Are you sure you're going to go to London? Are you sure you're going to go to London? He'd say, lady, have a seat. Tie her to her chair, right? But have you noticed that we're like that with God? He's given us, he's, he downloads into us what we're going to become. And we're always checking in with him. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? You know, God has been two years. You know, God has been four years. God, it's been 25 years, said Abraham before Isaac popped out. He told Abram, you're going to be a father of many nations. And I'm changing your name from Abram to Abraham. And you're going to be a father 
of many nations. And Sarah laughed, I'm old, I'm too old. You're not too old. God is God. God is God. And you know, age is another thing. We don't need to say, oh, I'm this old, and now I have to expect all these horrible things, the decline and loss of all my body parts, my beauty, my skin, my talent, my success. God is not a God of loss. God is a God of increase. It's, it starts in your mind. What do you believe? Do you believe the word of God, that God brings restoration and that he is life and health to all of our flesh? Then live in it. Don't get off the plane. Don't jump ship and say, I just don't think I'm going to make it. Stay with God and let him be the leader. Let him be the captain. And you follow his plan for you every day of your life. Now, you might not see the results right away. You may not see the results. My God, I've been on this plane for 10 hours and I'm still not in London. But you know by your itinerary what time you will land. So you don't doubt that itinerary. And you don't doubt the, the flight uh, the leader, the uh, captain, do you? But uh, now if he, if, if he was intoxicated and walking down the aisle, we would be concerned, wouldn't we? But we thank God that airline companies have co-pilots that can take over just in case. Amen. But when God is in charge, you don't need to worry about a co-pilot. You know, the Trinity is more than capable of getting both of us exactly where he has designed us to be on this earth. Keep following Christ. Keep holding on to him throughout this journey. Well, I don't see the results. I don't see the results. I don't see the results. What did we just read? What did we just read? It says, we, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed, Romans 1.17, from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. I want to ask you a question. On your journey that Christ has told you what you're going to be, um, I remember, you know, years ago, uh, years ago, he told me that I was going to have a manufacturing company and I would sell uh, boat engines all over the world. Well, at the time, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have ex what he, what I needed to, to do what he said I would do. But you know what? I did end up doing exactly what he said, and I worked with him every single day to achieve that. And then later on, after that had dissolved through divorce, uh, God said, I'm going to make you a preacher, and you're going to A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And guess what? All of that is coming to pass. And we believe God and we work with God towards that goal. And we don't doubt God because doubters quit, you know, and discouragement. It all comes knocking at our door, discouragement, uh, negative thoughts. And we have to push those out like we would push out a snake that came into our home. You know, if, if you opened your door and a snake came slithering in your house, what would you do? Just let it cozy up and slither anywhere you wanted to? No, you would go after that snake to grab it and to throw it out of your home. And that's what we have to do on this journey with God. And sometimes, many times a day. And we have to drive those negative, negative thoughts out of our head. You know, and on this journey with Christ, you know, we don't live by what we see. We live by what we believe. We believe in God no matter what we see. Do you know, believing comes and then seeing comes after. Remember that. Faith is believing and then it sees. 
Never doubt the process. Faith is believing, and then it sees. It's mightily important in your walk with God when God says, I'm going to make you a United States senator, and you will stand for righteousness in this nation. You will not bow your knee to Balao. You will not write into laws illegal things according to my supreme law. You will not vote for abortion. You will not vote for gay and homosexual rights. You will not vote for schools teaching false God, because this is one nation under God, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You will not vote for that. You will not bow your feet to Balao. But you will stand for God and for God's people that are looking to you for governmental laws because they believe the laws are from God, but the laws are found in the Word of God. But, uh, you know, on your faith journey, God's going to be stretching. He's going to be stretching your faith. And, you know, when, when we stretch at the gym after we work out, you know, a stretch, you, 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 you get into your stretch, and stretching is painful. Stretching can be painful. And we know that we ease into that. And so when God is stretching your faith, you know, it will cause some kind of discomfort, maybe some tension. But just go into the tension and, and just ease into that until that, until you walk right through it. You know, I remember as a baby Christian, one of the first assignments God gave me, I was reading uh, not only the Bible, but I was reading a book called The Good Shepherd. It was a beautiful book. I still have a copy of that book all these years later. It's the only book that I have held on to beside the Bible all these years. But uh, the Lord said to me one morning when I got off my shift, I used to work at the hospital, uh, the night shift, you know, the midnight to morning shift. And so when I got off of work, he said, I want you to go give the Good Shepherd book to your aunt, to your aunt uh, that is in town. And I said, God, she doesn't want anything to do with you. She won't want to hear about you. You know, how do I do this? He said, don't worry about it. He said, I'll be with you and I'll be in you and just go forward. And I did. I obeyed the Lord. I pulled up into my grandmother's driveway, my grandmother, the Catholic, my Catholic grandmother. And there were so many. I think there was nine kids in my mother's family and they were all very good Catholics. But a good Catholic doesn't necessarily mean you know Jesus. And if you want to know Jesus, just Come into my heart, Lord, and be a part of my life and open up his person, his book, the Bible, and begin to study him, begin to read him, and begin to speak to him, and he will reveal himself to you, and he will transform you into his image. It's, it's a great win-win situation. But anyway, I pulled up to my, my Catholic grandmother's house, and I was driving my mother's white Dodge a car. It was such a nice little clean car, and she was so kind to let me use it, you know. And so I pulled into my grandmother's driveway, and I knocked on the door, and, you know, they thought our family was crazy, you know, because we get, had give, gotten born again, you know. We were the first born-again family in this big family, and they thought that we were kind of loopy. And uh, so I knew what I, to expect, you know. And so she opened the door, and what, what is it? My goodness, it's 7.30 in the morning. What are you doing? What, what do you need? What do you want? You know, you're not invited. Uh, we didn't invite you over here, and it's kind of not a normal time to come and visit, right? And uh, I said, the Lord wanted me to bring you this book. It's called The Good Shepherd. He wants to be your Savior. 
And she just looked at me like, oh boy, you know. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Annie. She said, you know, you have a good day. And I said, okay, bye-bye. And I walked into my my mother's car. and I, I walked, sat into it. I didn't walk in it, but I sat in my car and drove off. And I just listened to my uh, Christian music and went home and went to bed. Do you know that uh, she used that book at my grandmother's house to prop up her bed because one of the legs had broken. That was her reaction to that book. But eventually she held on to that book and years later she got that book out and read it when she was in a time of need and in a time of crisis. She turned to the only one, Jesus Christ, that could put the pieces of her life together. And today she is a Christian. She's a God-fearing woman. So don't be afraid to step out when God calls you because good results will happen. Good night. Riala Ron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Riala Ron today at www.riallaron.org.